Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And I'm so pleased to have with us today, Lena Tonk, who is Senior Vice President of Marketing at iSolved. Welcome, Lena. Thank you for having me, Brent. It's nice to see you. Oh, it's nice to see you too. Uh, I can't believe it. We're uh, coming right up on uh, Connect again, uh, this time in Nashville, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, we're so excited. We're so, so excited. It will be our largest Connect yet. So um, yeah, it will be, it will be, last year was our largest and we bump it up even more this year. So we are about to have some record numbers there and everybody's ready to go. At this point, we're ready. Wow, that's fantastic. Sounds like the place to be. Glad I'll be there. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wonderful. Well, I know we're here today to talk about something that's really interesting. And let me just set the stage for, for our, uh, our viewers. Um, it's this idea of the employee experience, who owns the employee experience, who can own the employee experience. Um, HR is one of those stakeholders, obviously, but there are many others, and I wanna get into that. And, and specifically, some ideas around marketing and what role marketing can have in this. And, and ISOLV did conduct um, its own survey, I believe of, of your own customer base um, right. this year around that and what some of the attitudes are and some of the trends. And so really looking forward to, um, to, uh, to getting into that. Now, uh, before we kind of dive into it, any sort of sort of you know like uh, introductory sort of uh, words you'd like to share here? Well, I think this topic, and I was just telling you just recently that this topic is so interesting and it is so it's evolving every single day. Not only did we attach, a lot of what we're seeing out there is attached to our own research, but also we just came from um, 18 roadshows where we've been in front of all our, all our HR leaders all over the country. We still have a few more to go right after Connect, but um, I think it was in roadshow two or three, this topic started coming out more and more. It was not only uniquely to the ownership and, and who was raising their hand to be an owner too, or a partner to HR and all this, but also, okay, now everybody wants to be an owner. How are we going to figure that out? And beyond that, the, the involvement in marketing, which is very, very new. It is incredibly new. And I, I do believe, and based on the research alone is the future of work and the way we have evolved within the HR industry, I believe, uh, has led us to where we're today, where we're seeing all kinds of departments being involved uh, within mm -hmm. this. So, so I'm, I'm excited to dive into it with you because I love to hear what you're hearing from others too. And, you know, if we compare notes and see if you're hearing the same things we are. Yeah. So just as a, to put a pin in that for a second here, you know, and this has been a, a, a an area of, uh, of questioning or, or um, of interest in, in this space for a while, but this idea that, you know, HR can't be everywhere that the employee experience happens, right? That's, it's impossible. Um, and it, it really does happen uh, at, at the granular level, at the individual employee level, 
and it's sort of punctuated by their um, their interactions with their uh, immediate uh, managers and fellow employees. And so there's a lot of talk uh, these days around technology for HCM and, you know, uh, how much of it is uh, maybe uh, should be readily available and usable right at the uh, individual employee level and managerial level as well. And I'd love to get into that too. But how about we, why don't we start here? Uh, what is your opinion on ownership of the employee experience? Who, in your opinion, where should final responsibility reside or, or does it depend? Um, and uh, who should be involved? Maybe not in charge of it, but involved. And, you know, to the extent that maybe this is a question too, who shouldn't be? Yeah, so I'm going to have popular opinions here and I'm very unpopular too. So I... My personal opinion, and based on the research that we've done and speaking to all the, the HR leaders that we spoke to in person all over the country, there's room for everyone. There's absolute room for everyone. That is um, my number one takeaway on everything is, you know, should it be HR? Yes, I do believe the final responsibility should reside with HR. And I think HR leaders will probably agree with that. But final responsibility being um, being a cross-functional responsibility, meaning having other teams be involved, provide their input, be part of it. Uh, at the end of the day, we should all be responsible for employee experience. So when, when I look at it from inside out um, and the, the role that I play, with HR as an employee, uh, the feedback that I provide as a manager or leadership, it is critical that we're involved. So I believe everybody should be involved. Uh, I think that's critical. We have to hear from our employees. We wanna know what's working and what isn't. I'll give you a perfect example, onboarding. So we, we hear our, our survey actually was showing one of our surveys that we did earlier on 48% of employees will leave if they have a bad onboarding experience. <clears throat> Within, they will depart. So how do we shape onboarding? Yes, tools, absolutely. You absolutely have to have that automated. But more importantly, as, as a department owner, are you providing the feedback that HR will need to make the necessary, necessary changes? to change the way you are conducting onboarding mm -hmm. if your employees are actually departing because of onboarding. Well, it, it belongs with several people and then bringing in IT. IT is a critical part to me. It should be a cross-functional team uh, within the HR team when it comes to employee experience. You know, if we don't have the right tools, we were just speaking about this, we need Outlook, we need our computers to be working and we need Teams and Slack to be active and I need my access and, and IT is a very important part of that experience that we have as employees. So to, to just kind of put it all in one brand, I, I, I believe there's room for everyone, yes. I believe everyone should be involved, but I also believe the sole responsibility, yes, could be within HR, yet bring other teams to have cross-functional goals attached to employee experience. What do you think? Sounds good to me. 
it does. <laughs> I, I um, you know, uh, you've, I'm convinced, you know, I'm uh, reminded of a story that uh, my co-founder, Nick Byron, actually shares, and I won't share the, uh, the actual company, but, but uh, there was one place he worked previously where the onboarding was, was really botched. It was really bad. And, um, and I don't remember the, the exact details, but I know that he was without a computer for several days um, and even without uh, really any kind of uh, directions on what to do. Um, and so, he, I, he, yeah, I mean, this is almost, you know, the, the, the caricature of a bad onboarding uh, process. Um, and I know this is a little bit of a, of a, of a tangent, but onboarding is re really, really key when it comes to employee experience. And you only have one, one chance to make a first impression. And, uh, and this first impression had a lasting bad impression um, for him with this particular employer. And, and we've all been there. Um, I, I'll share just a quick story uh, that the viewers will, and you as well may find this funny. Um, when I was in college, many years ago um there, there was <laughs> there was a um this was around the time that they were they were laying down the last batch of transoceanic oceanic cable for uh communications fiber optic cable and um and i picked up a, a temp job for the summer and i went to this temp agency and they said oh do you have a hard hat and stuff i said oh yeah sure so i got hard hat and steel-toed boots and I was very wet behind the ears I didn't realize what I was getting into next thing I knew went to this company on the, on the dock um, uh, the shore in Portsmouth New Hampshire and we were just met up with some guys they looked they had like they had just got out of prison to be frank and we were wandering around the uh, the area looking for our for our foreman to show us what to do and we were just walking around and they finally they found us they brought us onto this boat and it was looked like a big cruise ship but we were wrapping cable into these tanks uh, but i guess the story there is that i was wandering around the grounds of a shipyard with a bunch of malcontents looking for our foreman on the first day of our that's another botched onboarding i would say I right like i just um onboarding I, i'm with the onboarding to me is critical to the employee experience and it's, it's the beginning of how you start feeling about a company and and then you take it a step down and then you start feeling okay well my onboarding was good and then what comes next are you from there I mean getting that sense of belonging and you know where am I going and yeah. so I, that's where I think it boils down to is everybody has to be involved but there are certain departments that do need to have sole responsibility for it yeah now let's um kind of getting to the crux of things uh, around the study that you got the survey that you you folks uh, administered and some of the findings. What, what is what is marketing's role in all of this? Um, interestingly enough, and what can HR potentially have to learn from marketing when it comes to preserving the employee experience and vice versa? And what's that whole dynamic? Because I know that's sort of an emerging area. I've heard about it. Uh, off and on over the past, you know, maybe five or so years. Um, there's, and, you know, just to add a little bit here, you know, there's this idea that idea that your employer brand, which is obviously um, an expression, at least partially of your employee experience, right? That the employer brand often, you know, with a lot of companies is maybe the same as a consumer brand, or there's a lot of overlap. So I'm really curious, uh, some of your ideas here and what, what, what you found from uh, your, your survey. 
Yeah, so you asked me a loaded question because I'm so passionate about a certain part of this. Well, number one, I'm in marketing, right? So to me, being able to, and we're in the HR industry, so to be able to have gotten to a point where HR and marketing are working as close together, and it is as important for HR and marketing to work together, it's kind of a beautiful thing right now. So um, I've, within our roadshows, in one of my openings, I actually share this, that I don't think there's a day that I go, or for sure a week, that I do not speak to our CPO, to Amy Mosher. Mm -hmm. uh, I work incredibly close to her. Um, our initiatives are super aligned. Um, so, so there's a few things. So, Super passionate about that and how we have evolved to them to this point. When we did our survey, HR leaders actually, so they raised their hands to say, we want marketing to be involved. And as soon as we got that back, I'm like, but why do they want marketing to be involved? This is so exciting. And as we went and uncovered some of that is, um, it, it just goes back to, yes, the employee experience, the employee experience within the brand. So, when I look at myself, if I could do it all over again, Brent, and I've, you know, I've been in brand for many, many years, and, and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And one of the, I believe, critical mistakes that I, I made along the way was to, like you said, separate the employer brand from everything. I think we should be one brand. So when you look at us here at iSoft, we are one brand. So we leave and break the brand in here as we leave it externally. I think you know us quite a bit uh, by now, but our employees have to feel, uh, have to understand that excitement, but also that, that importance of experience for us. Because if they, they are having good employee experience, I believe that they will be more willing to have that better customer experience, partner experience as they go externally. So one brand, not separating them. If I, like I was saying, if I had done it, you know, I did it many times before where we will speak of one brand internally and one brand externally, absolutely not. And that's one of the things that drives HR actually back to us because within marketing, we are out there in the market uh, promoting, talking about our company, sharing what we're about, but HR needs to know what we're saying. But by default, we have to be so ingrained with HR that we know that when we're out there speaking of our brand and saying all these things, we are all very aligned. Mm. So that to me is key uh, mm. on the, and these two departments are working so closely together. I know you have a lot more to share, but I had a question around yeah. this specifically um, because I agree with you uh, to, a, to a great extent. I'm wondering if in the HCM space is particularly important for the employer brand for, for a provider, a solution provider such as ISOL for the employer brand to be tightly aligned uh, or be one and the same, I guess is the right way of saying it, with the uh, with the with the um, with the, uh, the the external brand. Yeah, I think it is. I really do believe it is. I I think overall every com company should look at it that way. Mm. I do believe that we have evolved so much within the last few years, where we tell our employees 
and we tell ourselves, bring your whole self to work, be yourself. Like that's very, very important to us. And I think it's, it's now has become very, very important to every company. So when we're telling employees to bring their whole selves to work, we're also telling them to leave their whole selves to work as they drive the company with us. So when, when they're in that space where, what is my brand about? What is ISIL about, about? So mission of ISIL being transforming employee experience. What does that mean to me? So me, Lena, as the employee only, not as the manager or as the employee, if employee experience is important to me as an employee, if and I leave and I breathe it, I believe I will be way more successful as I go out and I have external relationships. And this could be of any kind. It could be uh, customer, uh, customer success, for example, if I'm talking to my customer or to my partner. The importance of being able to leave it from the inside out to me makes it genuine, makes it, takes it back to, I can bring myself to work, my whole self back to work, but I'm being myself, but I'm also leaving, I'm breathing what my company's about. And it will probably make me more genuine. I think the HR, uh, the HR community has gone through such a transformation mm -hmm. in the last years. And when you look at it from the outside, not only were they put into they had so many challenges to overcome, so many rules to follow, so many, you know, return to office that are going on right now and everything you have to do about it. So there's that component that is incredibly challenging, but I don't think there's any other community um, other than healthcare that has the ability to now be so creative mm as they have this seat at the table. And because, you know, the C-level is now like, sit by me, tell me where we're going, tell yeah. me how it sounds, tell me what we're about. Because how our employees feel about us, it is incredibly important to us. Yeah. The, right? And then when you look at it also, the relationship between employee and employer completely transform the way we used to interact. I mean, gosh, we're working from complete different places in most companies, but the way we interact with each other, the way uh, managers and their relationships have evolved uh, from two years ago, it, it, it's incredible. And it has allowed HR to have mm. more of a stage and have that say, where I also think uh, ties into why HR needs other departments to be part of employee experience and marketing being one of them. I asked Amy this morning, because this is my, our study, our perspective, the roadshows. And I said, Amy, we work together every single day. And I think I have the answer to this, but in one of the things that she mentioned too was creativity. She goes, I love going to marketing because I have gotten to the point that I have to become so creative and marketing has that for me. Like I can go brainstorm for them and be creative on what I'm going to go do. 
So this actually uh, gets into another question that I that I had, and and we've touched. Uh, by the way, we've touched on a lot of stuff that I know we wanted to uh, yeah. in this conversation, which is great, uh, which gives us a little bit of breathing room to stretch our legs a little bit. What does that, you mentioned that you work very closely with Amy Mosher. Um, I love her. She's great. Um, Chief People Officer of ISOL, CPO. Um, what does that actually look like? Can you give me an example? You started to just then, but an example of what it means to be working closely together and aligning your your um, your 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 objectives and uh, yeah. putting something together that works together. Like, what does that actually look like? Because we hear about it sort of theoretically and conceptually, and it makes a lot of sense. But I'm, I'm curious. I've always been curious. What does it actually look like? Yeah, so I have a few examples. And, and one thing that is key to this brand, I believe, is setting up goals um, by the department. So now my goals within marketing, I have goals that are attached to HR as well. And I believe that cross-functional teams can only work in that manner if goals are attached to them. Mm -hmm. So HR has their own goals for employee experience, and I have some of those goals that I share with them. Once they're in my goals and I'm reporting quarterly on how I'm doing within those goals and when the year ends on whether I reach those goals or not, but more importantly, we do it on a quarterly basis, I need to make sure that not only do I have the resources available to be able to reach those goals that I promised HR that I was going to be part of and execute on, but also that I have the proper budget to do it. Um, we, can, we can talk about initiatives all we want and say HR and marketing should be working together, but if we don't have the resources or the goals attached to it, I don't believe it's necessarily something that we're able to achieve yeah. as fast as we would want to. So let me give you a few examples. The, the perfect example actually happened is when we started blending our teams together, when it came to employee experience, it was advocacy. Advocacy is incredibly important to us, uh, very important to HR leaders. Retention is you know, key to everything that we're doing. And, um, and we have internally an advocacy tool that we wanted to provide to all our employees, but we needed not only the creativity and the content for marketing, but we also needed the insights and the drive from HR. So this was a year ago. Um, a year ago, I met with Amy and I said, listen, uh, we've been talking about a tool. What should we do with it? Uh, what are your thoughts? And we started communicating on it. So we built a budget and attached to advocacy internally. So as the year, so we released at the beginning of the year, our stats and advocacy are incredible because um, I think it was the fact that we work on it together. So it was an HR on their own. So we were getting employee advocates back faster than we've ever had before. Um, with hiring being, you know, number one talent acquisition is such a big topic, continues to be a big topic, allowing us to, to hit kind of like that talent acquisition referral side, which is very, very interesting and important to us as well. So we did it through our advocacy tool, but we 
for us to be able to be successful with it, we had to come together so early on. So that's that's a perfect example on on something that we would work together. That's very helpful. That yeah, setting uh, common goals, um, having your own goals, but having some common goals, um, and also uh, corral corralling around uh, congregating, working together around an initiative. So determining what the initiative is and then working together. And, and that actually makes a lot of sense. Marketing, having that creative side uh, that, that HR might need help with. Um, what was interesting to me too here is that, and I wanted to ask to what extent is, um, I mean, this may be a, a pretty straightforward question, but internal communications like employee communications do you work with do you also sort of uh do you align your efforts with um say the um the the communications department at the um at the organization is pr involved uh, these sorts of things yeah so that you hit right on one that is uh, nearest to my heart here at ISO. so we actually have internal communications but we also have external communications internal communications we HR handles internal communication okay. and external, all of marketing handles that. The beautiful thing is same thing. We both have goals attached to each other's. So what it means is I fully support HR within their internal communications and HR does the same within external communications for yeah. us. Uh, especially being on the HR industry. So for example, you've built that tremendous relationship with Amy Mosher already. So being able to, to have that access externally for, for Amy and being able to support her from the PR, AR perspective is incredibly important to us. And I'll tell you something very simple too from the marketing side, it's the output. Yeah. So brand is important to us, not just what, what we're about and what we, you know, what we do, but also how we output the brand. Uh, we everything we do, the the way we buy, the things that we do, we do them online. And um, mm -hmm. the and you saw us at HR Tech as well. So the output of the brand is also incredibly important to us. Um, hey, I'm wearing pink today. So that that that's the output of the brand. I leave and breathe yeah. my pink. And for marketing to be involved to say, well, HR wants to send all these communications and, you know, they're going to send them yellow. God, no. <laughs> Such a simple component of it, yeah. too, but the output of everything that we do externally and internal is incredibly important, too. I, I I did notice you were wearing a pink shirt today, and I, and I was going to say something because that those are the the ISOP colors, uh, great colors by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Let's kind of look at it from the other, just from the other direction for a moment. What what are the limitations of HR's or marketing's ability to influence the employee experience? Yeah, you know, so this this has been a big one that I have been researching on within our HR leaders at our roadshows, um, because from my perspective, when I speak, depending on the size, it kind of changes, uh, depending on the maturity of the company and where they're at. But I have to say, and here at ISO, what we have experienced it, is uh, one big limitation is no size fits all. And I'll probably go back to the advocacy tool. So we launched it, it was great, and it's incredibly successful, but we continue to grow. 
And we got to the point that it kept growing with us, but it was it to its potential. And we had to go revisit it and say, hey, let's take a look. Like we've grown so much, like we've matured as much. So employee experience is, is so attached to maturity and mm-hmm. we're at. So saying this is how we're going to do it all and all size fits all. It's not something that I would do. Um, so that's one. And I think I mentioned this one earlier is budget and bandwidth. So that's probably the first thing. So that was a common denominator when I spoke to HR leaders and our roaches. They said, well, I'd love for my marketing department to be as involved as I saw this within, um, within the company. But, you know, how do I get them to be involved? How do I get them to just do these things? And more importantly, I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, you pay for it. So uh, <laughs> that came up so much in... Um, so I think as a company, you have to look within and say, you know, is employee experience important to us? Yeah. How important is it to us? And here at ISO, it's incredibly important. Yeah. So if that important, do you have the bandwidth to attach to those cross-functional teams? And do you have the necessarily budget to make the difference that you want to make? You mentioned the, the bandwidth to actually work on a cross-functional team. And this, this gets to sort of the um, the precursor to all of this is getting your HR under control, right? right. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you're struggling with, as an organization, if you're struggling with, with uh, you know, administrative, just an administrative nightmare, which it can be for a lot of organizations that haven't, um, haven't um, invested in modern technology for HCM, um, you're spending all your time just uh, dotting the T's, excuse me, <laughs> crossing the T's. Hopefully you're crossing the T's and dotting the I's. You might be dotting the T's and crossing the I's, who knows? Um, <laughs> but, in, but in any event, um, yeah, there's, abs- there's no mental space even to start to even fathom uh, a, a greater self for you as an HR department. I, you know, you know, I, I mean, it just, it's, it's, so that's really critical. And, you know, and I imagine, you know, I, I don't, I, I, my domain experience expertise is in HCM, but I imagine that there are similar uh, uh, challenges in the marketing space as well. So if you're an organization, maybe your HCM is, you got your HCM under control, but maybe marketing is lagging somehow. There may be not, maybe they're not under control yet. Although I do understand that that is typically the other way around. Um, but but what, are, what are your thoughts there? So you, you reminded me of a conversation I had on, um, on HR specifically. So I was, uh, we were chatting on this podcast and, and I said, you know, it's so exciting. It's so exciting to see where HR leaders are today and like that sit they have, that important seat they have at the table. And, um, and one of the attendees just like straight out saying, about damn time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, there's a and lot I, of yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And I was like, "You're so right." He's like, "We speak about it so much," but I was like, "You know what? I've never heard it said that way." But you're <laughs> so absolutely right because it comes down to that is now that we 
we're making so many of the decisions. We're, we're being able to analyze things, our employees, putting our employee experience at the forefront of everything that we're doing. How do we build this thing? How do we, how do we build this HR function to, to get these other teams to support us the way that we need to? And in most cases, some teams are gonna say, hey, I just, hi, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. So I go back to, and I know I sound like a broken record, but it works really well. It works like magic. If you have goals attached to it, those goals will translate into budget needs if you have some, whether it's that's discretionary on headcount, but more importantly is set clear expectations. Uh, I'm super, super transparent with Amy, and it's probably how we have matured in our relationship too, but I'll say Amy, I don't we can't do that right now, but we can do this. Or she does the same to me. Uh, but having that that close relationship, on we know we need each other, but we also know that we both have goals that we have to meet to show the success of both of our departments. And, and all those goals and budgeting and all those things are very, very important. But what it boils, boils down to is, how they translate into how they impact the employee. Mm. Is the employee being impacted? Is their experience within the company being impacted from the moment we hire them, like we talked about onboarding already, through do I belong here? Do I have the tools? Do I have, uh, you know, this is a big topic for us at ISIL right now is ISIL University. Do we have all the education that we need for our current employees that are here, are we providing them all the education that they need uh, to be able to be successful on their roles? So clear expectations, mapping of the goals, which will translate into budget uh, as well. So I think that's the key to getting or starting to shape it up. And I know organizations are not going to be mature in that level, but you know, we had this conversation and it was a very short conversation when we said, well, we were not there yet. And, and we started the conversation and then we said, you know what, we're there. Uh, two years ago, we're, we're there. Let's, let's build the budget. And then obviously future work changing and shaping everything in such a beautiful way to us in a way. Uh, the negative of it, but the, the, the positive part of how we relate to our employees made those goals more important than ever before. So if I was to, if I was an HR leader and I was to ask marketing, well, can you support me with employee experience? A few years ago, it will be more likely that they could either take a pass or say, well, you know, we'll help you out. But today, and I had one of our customers was sharing this story with me and I say, the most beautiful thing in the company, the biggest change she's seen is that she says, well, who can support me when, you know, this is for the employees and, you know, and their experience. And it's like, all hands are up, you know, and, you know, it's so great to be in a room full of leaders that they all want to be part of it for the employee. So yeah. it's exciting, very exciting. It is, and it's, uh, it is, and it's also a major, major sort of uh, attitude um, an evolution in attitudes, I think, at organizations over, you know, uh, over the past few years, uh, you know, and it needs to happen, you know, because there, there, 
just to kind of put a fine point on it or to underscore what you've been saying that yes everybody is involved in the employer experience mm -hmm. right that's it's in ultimate responsibility for it resides with hr but but there are so many stakeholders every stakeholder in the organization um conceivably theoretically has a role in the employee experience and and you need all of these 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 um prerequisite sort of um um attitudes yeah attitudes uh, cultural um uh, uh premises in place in order to to make it happen yeah i'm reminded of a conversation that i had uh last year actually for the podcast uh, the person that was with i don't recall who it was but i remember the the the, the topic it was this idea of um, you know which comes first uh digital transformation or HR transformation or cultural transformation. And, and, um, and I think that, I think that the uh, sort of the conclusion we reached was that it's, it's not, a, you know, like an in tandem or one before the other, they kind of, you kind of have to do them concurrently almost, right? You know, it, you're not going to really just, you may have the impetus to uh, embark on a digital transformation if you just sick and tired of the uh, of the administrative load right okay uh, but 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 to capture that moment and harness see the seize the moment um to start thinking okay well here's what you're going to be able to do once you've got that out of the way um with your employer branding play experience and all of this and and oh by the way you should uh, really think strongly about uh collaborating with uh with marketing on this and and oh by the way here are a few things to do that to kind of create that vision see to me an hcm uh, technology solution provider such as i solved is in such a wonderful position to help those organizations that it's that it's um who, who use its its technology help those organizations set themselves up for success and some of these higher level um activities that i like to call abstract HCMs, this, this employee sentiment related stuff, employer culture related stuff that we've been talking about today. So that that's my very long winded way of saying you are you are singing my song, Lena. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I could speak about this for hours and hours. It is. And I think we'll have to keep speaking about it because it is it trans is transforming so fast and it is. Um, it is so fun to watch uh, the opportunity um, within HR and how they're transforming themselves as they go along. It is absolutely beautiful to watch. Now, if I was in front of an HR leader right now and being with them as I have in the last couple of months in person, I also feel the pain when they say, you know, we've transformed our mature organizations to these levels and we're thrilled because we've automated, we've digitized this, and we we have all these things that you're able to provide for us that, you know, we no longer do it manually. But at the same time, we know where they're at. We know the challenges that they're having. And, and they would, if I was in front of them, they would say, but oh my gosh, but we now have to you know, the next one's coming, you know, we've been talking so much about return to office the last two months with them and, and, and they're all different, all kinds of different things and how they're trying to be creative about it uh, and then follow their own rules when they're doing it. But it is so fun to watch and to see how important HR 
has become to every single organization because of the role they play with the employee. It's beautiful to watch. It is beautiful to watch. So encouraging. And what a what a what a great sort of way to kind of conclude this conversation today. Uh, I don't think could have said it any better. Very inspiring, very inspiring sort of developments in this space. Thank, thank, thank you so much, Lena, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I, you know, I always love getting to see you and well, I get to see you like in a week and a half. <laughs> I know it's gonna, it's, it's coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> September's around the corner. Thank you so yeah. much, Lena. Uh, it's been wonderful having you. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.